0: Is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I'm your host, Christian Williams, and I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you tonight, man? Doing good, man.
1: Uh, A little tired. Have to do some early morning stuff tomorrow. So hopefully this goes somewhat quickly, but efficiently.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do anticipate a a shorter episode today. Um, We've been right at that hour when Sean's on, and obviously Sean is not with us tonight. He'll be back next week uh so um, you know maybe we can uh come through for you randy maybe um yeah so as always guys on this thursday episode we talk through the thursday night football game this week against it's the jets versus the colts and then we also give our starts and sits for the week week nine we're on week nine for sure we're gonna we did not anticipate uh me forgetting that again. And so it's not written in the doc like we had talked about last week, but that's okay. Um, All right. So before we get into that, just make sure you guys go check out the rest of the podcasts on the feed or on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. Uh, All of those places, the Coach Approach aired with uh, at Kelly in Phoenix, Kelly Singh great episode. Uh, they talked about women in the fantasy football industry and some real life things, and also got into some fantasy football and it was, it was a really good episode. So make sure you guys go back and check that out uh, tonight. You'll hear the college football cut return after a week hiatus at 10 PM Eastern time. And then tomorrow DFS deep dive will be at its normal time of 8 PM Eastern time. And that's Friday. So, um, and our, our, Rankings should be updated when you're listening to this or close to it. So just go check those out. The cutofffp.com slash rankings. All right, let's get into our Thursday night football preview this week. As I said, the New York Jets traveled to Indianapolis to take on the three and five Colts. The Jets are two and five. The Colts are ten and a half point home favorites. Randy, walk me through the, the betting scope for this game.
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh... So, the by 10.5 and a half points right now over under 46. Uh, 59% are act of the bets are actually on the Jets right now, but I but that's for the line, they think they are not gonna lose by 11 points, and then 68% of the bets on the under. I think that doubles down if you bet on the points there, uh, because with 46 and a half. I mean, that's you're, you're you're talking a line where they're basically just blown out, but blown out like twenty eight to seven. And I just yeah. don't see that happening. Not with how both these teams have played. Colts have put up points the last few weeks. I think that continues, and if the Jets can somehow play like they did last week, they will as well. Yeah, uh, and that'll
0: that'll bring us to our first point. So, I mentioned if you missed the show, the live show on Monday. Uh, I mentioned the prospect of Mike White doing what he did, uh, which he, he wasn't great by any means, but uh, I mentioned the idea that he could maybe have some success in this football game. The reason I think that there's potential for him to have success in this football game is because he's facing a very, very similar defense. Um, and the The two high looks that he got last week that allowed him to kind of throw those short underneath routes to Jamison Crowder and the dump-offs to his running backs. Those are going to be there again this week. The Colts almost exclusively play cover two, um, and they'll sprinkle in some cover three, but they don't really uh, disguise anything either. So it's going to be simplified for Mike White. This is the type of game that you would say, oh, he's going to have a down game. He just threw for a ton of yards, and he's a nobody. I don't think so. I think it rides out one more week and I think he has a successful day. My question to you, Randy, uh, in Superflex Leagues, there aren't too many teams on by, so you have kind of your pick of the litter this week for like a streaming quarterback for your QB2. Do you have interest in Mike White in this game?
1: Very low interest. I know you have him as a high QB2. I have him as a QB3 technically. Um, And it's just because he's thrown four picks over a game and a half. Uh, He threw a ton of yards. Uh, The Bengals just looked out of sorts. The Colts have not looked out of sorts. Their defense hasn't been spectacular by any means, but it's one of those, like, I still can see him have a good day, but also getting a ton of picks, and it drops him down. I do think I'm a bit harsh on the rankings, but it was really hard. I mean, like, he's... (sighs) I think I I could put him above Mac Jones if I really wanted to. Big Ben, it's kind of hard. The matchup's not fantastic either way. Trevor Lawrence, Baker, Tyrod Fields. Gra- I mean like he starts to there starts to be guys that he can't go ahead for me. So it's it's tough. It is tough.
0: It, it and it's a fair assessment. I mean, like you said, Mike White hasn't um, taken care of the football. A, a, great deal but one of the interceptions was actually I would argue not his fault last week the other one was Um, but either way uh, this to me it looks like a better matchup than the the line would suggest uh, simply because I think even so there's limited film on Mike White and they might do some different stuff this week Uh, he does like to throw to the running backs and so are you starting both Michael Carter and Ty Johnson in this football
1: game um <laughs> I think I'm starting Michael Carter for sure. Uh ironically enough, there's enough passing work for both Ty Johnson and Michael Carter to get the yards and the touches there. Uh and Michael Carter has been used all over the field the last few weeks and like you said, this is going to be dump off city for Mike White. <laughs> so, I think Carter I have him as a high RB2 this week. Ty Johnson I have as a middle RB three. Basically, I think if Ty Johnson, if Ty Johnson gets at the end zone, he's probably an RB two. I just don't have it statted like that right now.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think in like DFS formats and and we'll talk through the thrive fantasy implications of this backfield here in a little bit. So I I guess I won't get too far into that Uh, wide receivers though for the jets. So Jameson Crowder, uh, I talked about him on the waiver wire show as a guy who averaged – he's averaging over 12 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues right now. Um, He was a target monster with Mike White in that first start, and he's sort of coming into his own. Uh, Corey Davis, though, uh, are you interested in starting both of them, one of them, and then I guess give your thoughts on Elijah Moore this week too?
1: Uh, It's weird. So, like, I don't think any of them have this fantastic day, but I think they're all – Somewhat fantasy relevant. Um, I know I believe you've kind of singled out one, I think it's kind of spread across the board. So I have I believe Crowder highest just the last one or two or three followed closely, not as closely by anyone. Uh, I thought I had more people there. Uh, <laughs> so I have Crowder doing it basically. Uh, for me, clearly, as I did the ranking before, uh, I clearly. Because I had him so low, I thought he'd only really have one truly fancy relevant wide receiver. Um, but the Colts defense, it's not spectacular. Like I said, there's no, like, shutdown corner on the outside for Corey Davis. I think both guys in the slot can really work pretty well like that. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of dump downs. But because Michael Carter is so high uh, – <laughs> I think it just yeah. takes away some of those quick touches. I, I do think there's I think they're playable, uh Davis and Moore, because there's a good chance Davis can get a couple catches for 50 yards. Moore can get four yards. I mean if one yeah. of those get a touchdown, they, they kinda hit for you. It's just
0: Yeah. Trying to great. guess which one's kind of tough. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. I'd rather just bet on Crowder, who's been the only consistent one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I have Crowder ranked as my wide receiver 17 this week. I thought about making him my start of the week, but I went in another direction. So, um, <clears throat> But yeah, I, I would agree with all of those sentiments. On the other side of the ball, like you mentioned, the Colts have been playing some really good offensive football. Carson Wentz, I wouldn't say he's fixed because I still see some of the like mechanical issues, but I think Frank Reich knows exactly how to minimize those uh, flaws that he has and kind of let him be the quarterback that he was when he was an MVP candidate. I'm not saying that he is this year. I'm just saying that he's on a nice path to being a good quarterback in the league again. Are you starting him in this game? Um, Now I do. This is, uh, this feels like the highest over under that we've had on Thursday night football in a while, uh, which I find interesting because these are two pretty good defenses. The jets, uh, their actual output last week. I mean, they gave up 31 points, but, they were a good defense. They made life difficult for Joe Burrow. Do you think that they're going to be able to do the same for Carson Wentz this week?
1: Possibly, but I, again, both these teams, their defenses aren't, like, they're not, like, the worst. They're I think they're middle of the pack to somewhat back middle of the pack. The worst thing for them is they just give up points. Like, that's, they do the right things in between. It's just they end up giving up a lot of points. Uh, the only reason the Colts haven't, they had like 30 plus games every game. Like they had the rank game. I mean, so it didn't really count and other stuff like that, but I don't think they could truly slow them down. I think there's a good chance that they could slow down the passing game or the running game. And if I'm them, because of the recent weeks, I try and focus on taking away Pittman as much as possible and Wentz. And that means JT is probably going to have a big day.
0: Yes. That was going to be my next question. So, um, I'm trying to pull it up right here. I know that the Jets have actually found some success against running backs at times this year. I don't know exactly how much success off the top of my head, but you do think that it is going to be a big uh, JT day, then?
1: Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, I also think they're going to be ahead. So, but I, I think, I honestly think everyone on the Colts will be eating basically. I have Michael Pittman as a wide receiver one. I have ones a little but... bit lower. Like I don't. I don't believe I have him as a yeah, he's a quarterback too for me. Like I said, I, I think he feeds Pittman. He's become his favorite target. It's seemingly I'm throwing there no matter what kind of thing. Uh so I'm gonna take that and ride that. And JT is my actual RB one this week, if that doesn't if that says anything.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That so the Jets they've fallen off a little bit. They were they were ranked in the top, I believe. 12 or 13 for a, a good portion of the season, but uh, they are now sitting at 18th overall in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, so I think JT should have a, a decent game. Uh, like you said about Michael Pittman, um, he's, he's the Alshon Jeffrey of this offense uh, to, w- because that's exactly who Wentz loved to throw to. He gets prepared with targets. He is every bit an alpha uh, he is a wide receiver one on the season right now. He's a back end wide receiver one, and so ranking him there. While some of you may have gasped when you just heard Randy say that, uh, that's where he's been finishing every single week. So uh, mm-hmm. I also have him as a wide receiver one. I have him at uh, wide receiver nine. So start him up. Feel comfortable about it. The Jets' cornerback situation is
1: bad, very bad. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like they've been trying to correct that they're getting away from the running defense i would have i almost put joe mixon as my start of the week last week because it was an incredible matchup for him when i looked at it uh however how badly the offense played around him it kind of got rid of opportunities unfortunately at the end zone so
0: yeah um jack doyle caught a touchdown last week you want to play him this week no, That's the uh, I'll work, play right?
1: Molly Cox. I'm not going to play Jack Doyle.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Um, <clears throat> I'm probably going to play neither because I think there are other guys that you can pick up, uh, which I will talk about here in a little bit during our start sits. Lastly, before we move into those, let's talk through some Thrive Fantasy. So give me your lock pick for this slate of the Thursday night football game.
1: Uh, We actually had a different one beforehand, but I'm going with Jonathan Taylor, 82 and a half total yards. The over gets you more points than the under. I'm taking the over all day. He's my water, my running back one in the week. I don't see a way he gets that unless he has three touchdowns and 79 yards. If he doesn't have at least 82, you know what I mean. Like, I think yeah. he gets 100 yards and a touchdown at least, if not a couple. And he's been he back of late. Naeem Hines has not been used. Marlon Mack, now that he's not going to be traded, will probably be barely used just in case Taylor gets hurt. I think Jonathan Taylor gets unleashed.
0: Yeah. I just want to put this into perspective. You should hammer, hammer, hammer that line. Uh, This has happened. So this over has hit the last five weeks. So uh, seems like a pretty good bet. My lock for this slate would be the Mike white over 235 and a half passing yards. I do. Th- I, I talked about it. I think that he'll be able to find some success. He's got a lot of guys that can produce some yak for him, even if he is a dump off type of quarterback. And we know that he threw for over 400 uh, last week. So uh, while I don't well, know that that's going to happen again.
1: Um, well, the the helpfulness to your point, he came in for Zach Wilson, I don't know exactly the quarter. I know it was at least late first quarter, if not second quarter. uh, Yeah. And (laughs) he had 200 yards in that. So, and that's with him just showing up, throwing two picks. He's still at 200 yards. I think 20 completions. So I know his completion line is like 25 and a half too. I think both are solid overheads.
0: Yeah. So, on the year he's averaging 28.5, obviously, in that like game and a quarter. He had 37 completions last week, and he did have those performances against good defenses. The Patriots, debatably, have the best defense in the NFL right now. I would say, like, there are a handful there. of teams that could make that argument, but then the Bengals, uh, he made them look silly, and they have a top 10 defense relative to DVOA. So, uh, lock that in. I think this is going to be a slate where we can win some money too. So feel free to hit great. us up with any of your Thrive questions. Uh, and while we're here, this episode is sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. Make sure you guys go download their app. It, prop betting is super, super fun. Uh, download the app, use promo code the cut. They will match instantly match your deposit up to $100. Uh, and it's it, it's great. I have more fun playing Thrive than I do regular season-long fantasy sometimes especially when my teams yep. are injured and my thrive I, people aren't.
1: I actually check my thrive lineups every <laughs> every 30 minutes or so. I've gotten to the point where I do not check my fantasy lineups until at best the start of the night game, at best. I I That's... literally don't even cuz there's nothing you could do like it there's nothing to just look at. Like <laughs> there's no line yeah. you're waiting for, you're just hoping and praying for everyone to have 30 point fucking weeks. You don't need to hope for that on Thrive. Sometimes yeah, you can hope for Ty Johnson to get thirty yards. He's done yeah. that at least the last three weeks. I barely even looked. He's killing it. He's been used yeah. so much. He's using the passing game as well as in the running game, and he's the goal line back. Come on,
0: he'll have this in by halftime, I think so.
1: Um, good chance, but that's yeah. also
0: just a side note. That's really good advice. Uh, checking your fantasy lineups during games is more stress inducing than it is like comforting, even if. Oh you have really good fantasy teams i've stressed out about matchups after the first slate of games for no reason then i end up winning by like 50 cuz there's a lot of football left so
1: exactly uh, i've i've uh, with me doing this i've had a much more enjoyable time just watching games
0: <laughs> yeah me too me too all right let's get into our starts and sits of the week and of course we are going to start with the quarterback position and randy is going to kick us off with his quarterback start this week
1: All right, Uh, it is one of my A1 quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill. He is QBA in the year. I am full sending this new-look Tennessee Titans offense that was forced upon them, unfortunately. Uh, He's been good of late after a slow start. He's had over 20 points the last couple weeks. This is a tough matchup on paper against the Rams, especially with the addition of Von Miller. But when you think about it, uh, Adrian Peterson just off the street. Uh, and he's going to be the back for first and second downs. McNichols is going to be a third down. We truly don't want to comprehend the involvement of any of of either of those two this week. I think they full set with the pass in the game where they're going to have to keep up scoring because their defense is not good. (laughs) They're going to have to try and score with the Rams who are on absolute fire. They are basically just doing the greatest show on turf rebooted. Uh however, this vaulted Rams passing defense has allowed plus a week since week three, third most in the league. That's the way you beat the Rams. You do not do it running the ball. Tannehill is going to have to sling it to give them a chance to win, which he's done the last couple weeks, or just keep having a pulse in the game. (laughs) And bonus of Julio plays, which he hasn't had Julio and he's been doing good. So
0: yeah, I will say, too, uh, with this, uh, I'm not going to talk about him later, but Jeff Swaim is actually a really good streaming tight end option for you this week, I think. Yeah. Um, just a he's, guy that I think.
1: He's outperformed Ferkser entirely, and he's become yeah. a good second to third option for them.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy that he has to be the second option at times, but hopefully Julio's back. He's the third option that would actually, I think, be better for him. Uh, But yeah, I'm on board with this as well. Um, I think, hang on. I have him ranked as my QB eight. So I'm actually right in in line with you. So, all right. My quarterback start this week is, wait for it. No one's going to believe that I'm saying this out loud, but Taysom Hill uh, versus the Falcons. This is under the assumption that he's back from his concussion and he is named the starting quarterback. Obviously, if he is not, you don't start him because that would be foolish. He's just a tight end. However, quickly, go ahead.
1: Do you play Trevor Simeon? I just want this out of the way.
0: Do – wait, what did you say? You got out a little bit. It,
1: oh, sorry. If Hill is not playing, do you play Trevor Simeon?
0: No. Sorry, you cut out again.
1: (laughs) You got to be kidding me.
0: (laughs) It was right when you started to talk Uh, to. No, I'm not playing Trevor Simeon.
1: Thank God. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Definitely not playing playing Trevor Simeon, but I would play Taysom Hill. If he starts, he's a QB1. He averaged about 20 fantasy points per game as the starter last year, and his two best games came against this Falcons defense that has actually gotten worse since last year. Uh, The Saints defense should allow him to have a pretty simple game plan as well. He's not going to have to make a ton of big throws, but what he'll be able to do is take care of the football, score some touchdowns, and the Saints offense will be able to do that. The Falcons are uh, 19th in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, but that doesn't concern me at all. His rushing upside is very, very clear. He averaged over 50 yards per game when playing quarterback last year. Randy made the comment on Monday, he's just basically knockoff Jalen Hurts. He's worse Jalen Hurts, uh, but worse Jalen Hurts essentially will give you a QB1 week if he starts. So, uh, again, big, big asterisk. If he doesn't start, obviously, I'll give you a backup option, and I I have a few, but I'm excited about. The idea that he gets to also play a team that he's played twice now, that is significant. I may be a little more hesitant if it wasn't the Falcons, and I know it's a different coaching staff, but I'm in on it.
1: Yeah, I I, I have him down QB 17 right now, and it's because it, with us still not knowing and him not getting the reps and coming off concussion, I'm a little worried that he can have a really slow start. But... I'm literally saying, like, probably worst case scenario is keep you seventeen. <laughs> so, yeah. starting yeah. up with Superflex if he's playing, yeah, as quarterback, sure. as quarterback, quickly, yes, <laughs> As quarterback. yes, if he's playing. Which <laughs> I don't, I... I don't want him as a fucking. No, yeah, definitely not.
0: All right, uh, hit me with your running back start this week.
1: All right, it is Miles Gaskin, <laughs> which is hilarious because I. Knew he was gonna have a bad week last week. That' why he was my he was my sit if I like to speak now. Um, but he was facing the Bills. He's not fucking facing the Bills. Uh, he's no. facing Houston guys. Like <laughs> these guys can get run all over. They just traded away another defensive lineman. I just do not care about Texans. I think the Texans' offense can be better uh, if Tyrod's playing. I think he's has a little bit more juice going right now than Davis Mills because Davis Mills is a rookie. Uh, But last week, I was very curious to see how these touches would end up with Ahmed. And, I mean, him and Brown had a pretty good workload beforehand. But last week, Gaskin out-carried him 12-7, to did him 4-2, out-caught him 3-1. to Gaskin's clearly the lead dog right now. Ahmed as a spellback, which is what he should be, and that is important this week against the Texans. Because at best case, Tyrod or Davis can put up some points and keep them in the game. But either way, the Dolphins should be full steam ahead on these guys just right now. (laughs) Uh, And honestly, I'm expecting. I'm not expecting like this ridiculous like 40 touch, 30 touch. Uh, Just give me 20 touches, Gaskin. If he falls in the end zone, I think he's an easy top-end RB2 without falling into the end zone, which is what I haven't predicted as. I have him at running back 17. Yep. That's without a touchdown.
0: <laughs> yep. And I have him at 15, uh, and I am expecting him to find the end zone. Yeah. Um, so I'm- I
1: think he will. It's just I was like, okay, well, worst case, he gets... Five targets, fifteen rushes.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Which did I? This is the highest I've been on Miles Gaskin all year. I think this is a smash spot. Um, so start him up. Also, the the two versus Houston. That's a storyline, man. Like that's that's a fun game. I actually want to watch that now. So <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, my running back start this week is. Elijah Mitchell, he gets the Cardinals uh, again. Big asterisk on this one; he missed practice yesterday, uh, and so this is assuming that he's healthy. Uh, if he is not, obviously, again, I'll give you some pivots. I'll probably tweet him out later this week. So follow me at C Williams NFL. Uh, I'll probably have some type of fixed tweet when both Taysom and Elijah Mitchell are ruled out. But if, as of right now, if he is playing. I am playing him. I think he is an RB1 if he is playing. He's top half of the league in literally every single metric that matters. If it's yards after contact per attempt, if it's forced missed tackles, if it's breakaway percentage, like the dude is freaking talented. And the reason I put him on here is because there are going to be a lot of people that hesitate with Jeff Wilson returning, uh, assuming he plays this weekend. I'm still not nervous. I think Jeff Wilson might get a few touches, uh, but I think this is Elijah Mitchell's backfield for the sheer fact that he is one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. Uh, He's one of the best pure runners in the NFL. He's not getting a ton of targets, and I really don't think that matters because if you're going to beat this Cardinals defense, it is on the ground. And that is exactly what the 49ers do. I actually think the 49ers have a good shot to win this game because Elijah Mitchell will be able to toss the team on his back, and say we're we're gonna go run all over the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm starting him. He is currently my RB four. Wow. That's pretty high. That feels <laughs> wrong, but he's he's currently
1: my RB four. He's my RB eleven. So okay. uh, I'm not that high though. Weird category with like Davy Harris where they're just not gonna get past me work. So it's like they kinda need touchdowns and Like you said, you think they're going to be winning, so all all aboard. (laughs) Cool. Uh, All right, hit me with your wide receiver. All right. Uh, Speaking of most likely winning, uh, i go with Marquise Brown. Uh, It's it's a guy I've I've really liked coming out of college, but he has been – I literally had him as an A1 last year, and I wouldn't have dreamed of how well he's played right now what i wanted last year yeah and <laughs> like yeah. wide receiver 24 to 20 last year he's wide receiver 11 <laughs> and he's that's already had his bye so he's had a week oh off uh yeah uh oh, the vikings the cool. seventh most fancy points why both amari cooper and cd lamb just had over 100 yards with a backup quarterback <laughs> uh I mean, he's been so great this year. He's had the boom games as well, but he's also been consistent. I almost did this as the Ravens receivers, because I think it's a pretty good play. It's a, like a uh maybe back end wide receiver two upside with wide receiver three floor. Uh, but I have Marquise Brown wide receiver sixteen this week. And that's because I think he just has a good game. If he gets a long touchdown, he there's a good chance he's wide receiver one. Not A, the like he that's how well he's played and it's just ridiculous
0: yeah um i'm kind of rethinking where i have him ranked right now because i know it's lower than that um
1: i believe i believe bateman has only played two games yeah and bateman's had six targets in both games seven points basically 11 points uh I know Brown only had about seven points the first week that he was there, but they also were up so quick that they did not throw it a lot. So and he still had five targets in last game in that game, two weeks ago before the bye. He had nineteen points, eighty six percent of snaps, four targets, only five catches, only eighty yards, and only a score. So that's yeah. the worst case scenario of kind of target share. And yeah. he was easily a wide receiver too. I don't know what he was that week, but he was easily I can tell you, team fucking points. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm in on it. I just bumped him up in the rankings. Now I have him at uh, wide receiver 18. Um, So I I feel pretty good about him. I'm just a little behind you now. Um, All right. My my wide receiver start this week, I feel like I'm just targeting the Eagles, and it didn't work out well for me last week. I'm sorry to anyone who took my advice and started Khalif Raymond, who had... Yeah, Zero points that? last week. I did not expect the Lions to come out and look like
1: that. That was atrocious. Uh, Seriously, they've they've been playing so well for the last couple weeks, and then I was just like, and death, we're just done. Yeah. We quit."
0: Doesn't make sense, but uh, so if you know if you if you know what the schedule looks like this week, you'll know the Chargers get the Eagles this week, and. It's not Keenan Allen that I'm suggesting you start. It's Mike Williams. And I know why you'll say, man, I don't think I can. The last two weeks, he has four total catches and 46 total yards, and that's it. No touchdowns, nothing. He has 10 total targets. To put that into perspective, uh, in the first three weeks, his lowest target total was nine in any singular game. The reason I would say this is going to be the bounce back for Mike Williams is because the Chargers have not looked good in those two games. Um, And so they, they have to know that something's not working, and what's not working is not giving Mike Williams targets. Mike Williams was looking like one of the best receivers in the NFL for the first portion of the season. And you'll push back and you'll say, this is what Mike Williams always does. Well, yes, that's fair, but also... They are still planning to use him in a different way. They've strayed away from that uh, in recent weeks, but I think it comes back full circle this week. The points are skewed, but the Eagles, uh, before last week, when no receiver got literally any work for the Lions, uh, they were bottom third of the league in points allowed to opposing wide receivers. I think that happens this week, I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen eat. But I actually think that Mike Williams finds the end zone. Maybe not even once, maybe twice. Uh, so I am starting him as a wide receiver one. He's my wide receiver 10.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite as high. Uh, I basically, I think he gets, he's had five targets the last two weeks that they played. Uh, I think he gets more targets. So I think. John, but. And I still want to do 20. Like I think he's a great play.
0: Cool. All right. Let's get into your tight end. I'm excited for this one.
1: It's right. or Conklin. Actually, Uh the Ravens, I, I just talked about Hollywood. I think this is going to be a great game. Probably heading over. Ravens have been giving up the most points to tight ends this year, almost 20 per game. And, that's uh, We have a lot of weeks here. It's not just first week against Darren Waller. They're bad against the tight ends and or just don't care to cover it. Uh, just had the second most team targets with seven. The week before that, I think he was tied for second with like seven targets. Strictly, it's a tight end. Good matchup plus targets equals tight end one. That's how that works. <laughs> Plain and simple. He's going to be good. Uh, I have him at tight end six on the week. Nice.
0: Love it. Um, I'm a little lower on him. I think I have him as a tight end too, actually.
1: Um, you also ranked uh, a tight end that's not played. So. Ooh. Yours which was a sham? Logan Thomas? Is they don't play? Mm, you're right. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. So you're he's, a sham, and
0: then... I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little, he's a little higher. I got excited because I saw that he was coming back. I saw the news and didn't realize that they weren't playing when I got to tight ends. But uh, I'll fix it. It's okay. I still have him as a tight end too, so maybe I'll bump him up. You make a compelling argument. Uh, my yeah, my tight end start this week is Albert O. And I am gonna try to pronounce his name. He has the pronunciation in his Twitter. So if you ever feel like you need help with this. He's got it covered. It's Okwue Bunam. Okwue Bunam. And I've never said it like that. I've said it wrong for my entire life. Um, But straight from the source. Uh, He gets the Cowboys this week. Um, And the Cowboys... So you might be saying, who the hell is that? I guess I should preface with Noah Fant went on the COVID-19 list. Noah Fant... Has been a stable, maybe not a great option for you in fantasy the last few weeks, but he's been a staple of this Broncos offense. And if he is on the COVID list when it, the games kick off this weekend, uh, Alberto will be a good play. No fan is the tight end seven in PPR leagues this year, despite having a rough couple of weeks. We know what the tight end landscape is. Uh, Albert O provides almost the same level of athleticism, and he's going to slot right into quite a few targets in a game where the Broncos are absolutely going to have to throw the ball to keep up with the Cowboys, assuming that Dak is back too. It doesn't even matter. Cooper Rush, he's a guy. (laughs) Um, So I would comfortably start Albert O. I have him ranked as my tight end five on the week because I do think that the plan would have been to use Fant a ton, and I think Alberto probably finds the end zone this
1: week. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, it, it's simply he tell, and you're literally just saying, Well, Fant would have been top and or top five, <laughs> so he's gonna be good, which is perfectly yeah. fine to do at tight end,
0: yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's get into some sits of the week, and you can go ahead and start, Randy, with your first.
1: Okay, Uh, it's Matt Ryan. (laughs) He is my quarterback 27 on the week. He was quarterback 31 last week, quarterback 21 overall. With Ridley out, he had two picks and really wasn't good besides that. Now, add in facing the Saints defense to just carry that team to beating the top team in the Bucks right now uh i expect at least a pick while he struggles to find his groove without his top top pits because of that Uh i think gage has a decent chance to have a pretty good game he did nothing last week because he's still trying to find his he's trying to figure it out again um I think Pitts will still have a good day just simply because of Fed targets, but I'm not touching Matt Ryan. I'm fine with dump offs to Pitts, to Patterson, to Gage. I still think Matt Ryan sucks this week.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I agree. Um, well, that's kind but... of stupid. I well, so the reason I don't think I agree is because I think. Oh wait, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have him in QB 17. I don't have him as low as you, but I'm, I'm 20 of 27
1: up. for 146, a touchdown two, to the Panthers, been struggling. Not yeah. the white-hot Saints. I know, but I defense, also think Kyle defense. Pitts...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Kyle Pitts struggled last game. I think he has a little bit of a bounce back as well, so... I QB seventeen, he's a back end two, and I probably wouldn't start him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I, so I'm not playing him. That's it's plain That's and simple. I don't believe I have him anywhere. Uh, for reference, I think Pitts does have a back uh, a get right game. I have him as tight end two on the week. I don't give a fuck. I'm not playing this guy. This guy's dead to me. <laughs> That's fair. That <laughs> Until fair. he actually has a good matchup.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'm down with that. All right. My sit this week is James Robinson against the Buffalo Bills. And I know James Robinson is one of those players that if he plays, you play him. <clears throat> but I actually don't think that's the case. And I don't know that he's going to play with a full workload. And that is my main concern. I think that even if he goes with the bruised heel injury that we discussed on Monday's episode, I think that Carlos Hyde is going to be more involved because I think while Urban sucks, I don't think he's that stupid to give his hurt running back who has a foot injury all of the work that he's been getting. And that's really – James Robinson is a great running back. I, I don't want to hear this stuff that, oh, he's an undrafted free agent. He's a product of volume. The volume helps, but the dude is averaging – Uh, over five yards per carry with a pretty average run-blocking offensive line. Like, he is creating yards himself. He's a very good player. However, Buffalo Bills, really, really good against all positions, and especially running back. Uh, They rank as the 31st best matchup. If you don't know, the NFL has 32 teams. They only average 13.4 fantasy points against to the running back position. If that's split in any way with Carlos Hyde getting some work, I think you're in trouble uh, if you're starting James Robinson. So I'd sit him no matter what, even if he goes. If he doesn't go, I'd also sit him. That would be a smart play.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair. I definitely have him lower um, because I agree. I think he probably plays. And obviously, if he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. I think you would then also say, don't start Carlos Hyde. Um, but I have them both ranked, and it's like Hyde's 35 and James is 26. So that's purely at best. He gets a ton of passing work and falls in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I, I'm not trying to actively play anyone against the Bills right now, especially the running game. Uh, so I'm just off of that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, go ahead and give me uh, your next sit.
0: Also running back.
1: It is. And a lot of people's top waiver uh, this week, Jeremy McNichols, he's my RB 36 on the week. Uh, I get it. Henry's out. Got the guy. You, you kind of want to see what you got. You throw it out there, see what sticks. <sighs> the only way, I and again, I did this with Gaskin last week. I had him at 36. And I said the only way he's going to get to 36 is if he gets like five targets and he catches most of them. That's kind of exactly what Gaskin did. I think we're going to see the same thing with McNichols here. Peterson has a chance to take work this week. Uh, In the future, he's taking first and second down work, in my opinion. But for this week, it's up and down, even if he really plays. Uh, At best, McNichols, in the future, becomes a JD McKissick light for me. Uh, And (laughs) you see that he's facing the Rams. And like I said, you can pretty much only beat them through the air, I'm not touching the shit at the ground. I will I don't care if AP if McNichols is the only running back. I don't care if it's AP's the only running back. I don't want any of them this week.
0: That's very fair. I have Jeremy McNichols ranked as my RB thirty six as well. So I'm um, good on that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't love that anyway. So uh cool. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I know a lot of people did pick him up. And I, I do think that that's going to mean you want to play him. It was a good pickup yeah, at
1: the it was time pickup, but it love well, to have him on your team. It doesn't mean you have to play him.
0: Yeah. That's very true. All right. I'll get to my guy, my last sit here. And I do want to put out a disclaimer. It's not because uh, I quote tweeted him uh, to be an asshole. Cause he was being an asshole. Uh, It is because his fantasy performances have been less than stellar at times throughout this year. And this player that I would sit is Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is coming off a game in which he played in 97% of snaps, which was his highest of the season, only getting five targets, four catches, 45 yards. That resulted in 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues. The game before that, he played on 84% of snaps, which would be his third highest total. Seven targets, that's awesome. Two catches for 17 yards. He's going through what I would call a rough stretch. It is a a get-right type of game with the Bears being, I wouldn't say a good secondary. I wouldn't say they're a bad secondary, though. And I think that we're to the point where you have to question if Big Ben is able to support a wide receiver it thrives in the way that chase Claypool does. I was talking with my boss this week or did yesterday and he said, yeah, I dropped chase Claypool and it it worked out because I picked up someone like Elijah Mitchell. I don't remember who he said, but he ended up getting him off his roster and that's okay. I don't, I wouldn't advocate for dropping chase Claypool if you don't have to, but I also think that he's very, very touchdown dependent. I don't think he scores a touchdown against the bears because I think the bears will give Ben some issues And so I'm off of Chase Claypool. I'm going to ride that low and just keep him out of my
1: lineups. Yeah, um, I unfortunately – I do think he doesn't have a great game, but I think there's involvement uh, force. So I have him at wide receiver 27. um, And honestly, that's made possibly as high as he gets even with a touchdown. Uh, He does get the best clever guy. Uh, I would assume for the Bears covering him, because of how much Deontay moves all around, whereas Claypool, besides playing as a gadget, generally just sticks aside. So I think Johnson kind of covers him, and it's a big Deontay and Najee day. And that's about it, because that's all Ben can do. Yeah, I do think uh, Frymuth will have a good game as well.
0: Frymuth is a safe I, option at tight end.
1: He's okay, I believe. Ebron's playing fully this week; like he's practicing and everything. Um, yeah. When he was fully doing that, neither mattered, really. So, Fr- Fry Booth is a dynasty guy for me. I think he takes over next year as a, a, the third option, fully fourth option, hopefully with a stronger up quarterback so it matters, but we'll see.
0: Sam Howell's going to go to the fucking Steelers and just ruin my life. It's going to be we'll terrible. See. Cause that would be perfect for him or Carson strong. That'd be even worse. God, it can't happen. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the cut. <laughs> uh, remember guys, it it, send us your. <laughs> it can't um, send us your start sick questions to at the cut FFB on Twitter. Uh, you can also send them to me at C Williams NFL or Randy at our hall NFL. Make sure you guys tune into those other shows. Like I said, at the top of this show, we will be back on Monday evening at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We do our, our weekly fallout episode where we discuss things that happen, kind of some outlook moving forward. Uh, they've been really fun. I will suggest that you go subscribe on YouTube because the Twitter comments are still off and we are unable to interact with you guys. So if you guys go subscribe on YouTube and then hop in the chat, uh, YouTube comments do come through on StreamYard. I think they're working to get this fixed, but for now, that's what you got to do. Well, you don't have to, but we would very, very much so appreciate it. Also, if you guys want to go leave a four or five star review, preferably five star uh, review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts as well, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, If we're a one star podcast, just let us know, but leave the four or five stars and be disingenuous because it helps us. And we love that. And, And a written review helps, too. And we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Randy, anything to add? No sir. Alrighty. I told you this would be a short one. It worked out. All right. It's not that short, but all right. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later.